It's the success line. This is the place where achievers come to get advice on how to solve business problems and unlock their true potential. Every week, a new listener of the show sits down with success coaching director Ben Fairfield to talk through a roadblock and learn a lesson. Now here he is, Ben Fairfield. Hey everyone, welcome to the success line with your host Ben Fairfield where we listen to problems, challenges, and obstacles entrepreneurs face. And today, one of those entrepreneurs is with us. Vina, thank you so much for being on the show. We're really excited to have you. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here as well. Awesome. So, so Vina, tell us about who you are and your, your background uh, and what brought you to be on the show today. Yeah, so um, hi, my name is Vina, and I was raised in the nation's capital of Washington, D.C., um, I've always been a go-getter, so I, now I wear many hats. I was a tech leader, a published author, and now an entrepreneur. So I started out with a rocky career, and I had several career transitions going from a pre-med student to econ, and I took a lot of IT courses. I found my passion, which was data science, and I did my master's, and now I worked as a digital marketing analyst for a couple of years. But aside from tech, I got really interested in entrepreneurship, especially the coaching industry. Um, I thought I could start coaching as a side hustle because I'm enjoying it so far. Between what I really wanted to do, whether it was corporate world or entrepreneurship, I felt that over time, I kind of wanted to go all in and do coaching full time because I wanted to serve my purpose and make a difference in people's lives, which will give me a lot of fulfillment. Man, I love it. Absolutely. So so I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because I want to clarify for my purposes, and I'm sure the listeners are curious as well. Mm-hmm. So you you said that you you went from pre-med to <laughs> data and now to uh, an analyst. So talk to me about what uh, what led to that. That's a big swing, right? That's, that's right. From, from one industry clear to another. Um, tell me about what, what led to that transition. Yeah. So like, I'm a person who loves to learn and explore different things. And I was a pre-med student. I loved that was in my dream since I was like a baby. Like I'd always play with like all these um, toys and stuff and like the, you know, the pre-med stuff. But I was, I don't know, it just didn't, I wasn't really passionate about it. I guess it just wasn't me. So I kind of just went and exploring different things. I went into economics and everything. And I was like, no, this is just not my cup of tea. I love to take courses and I went into tech and I felt like after taking so many courses, I was, I had a passion for data science and, um, it was just something that I was, it just really intrigued me. So I got into that and then into marketing. So I wanted to kind of combine tech with my, um, you know, marketing degree and I finally figured it out. But at the <laughs> same time, like actually when I figured it out, like I said, I'm always jumping back and forth. I got into entrepreneurship because it felt like, you know, that I had a passion, right? I was kind of focusing on my self-discovery journey for six years. And I felt like this is actually what I want to help people. I kind of want to make a difference apart from tech career. And so that's what got me into coaching. So it's a long one, but I kind of figured it out finally. Hey, you arrived. That's all that matters. You got there. So, yeah. uh, so tell me in that, that six year, as you call it a self-discovery period, uh, what did you, what did you learn about yourself? Uh, what did you discover in that process that ultimately led you to, uh, the discovery that, that coaching is a path that, that, you know, allows you to find fulfillment? 
Yeah, so I spent six years working on personal development. So I was kind of raised in a conservative household where, like, you know, I was taught to be submissive. And I always had people, like, you know, tell me that I couldn't do it. You know, I didn't have that potential. I couldn't reach my dreams. And that kind of gave me that fire to kind of really focus on who I really am and what I wanted to achieve in life. I mean, I didn't even have that belief in myself that I had this many talents, right? And I kind of just spent six years. Like I had that low confidence that kind of was stopping me from achieving everything and all the self-limiting beliefs. So I kind of went for it. So for six years, full focus on myself, on self-love, really learning how to love myself, who I am. I mean, having this much potential, talent, everything, knowledge, why am I like this, right? And I kind of learned about myself, my identity. I discovered it. And through all of that, I took so much like self-improvement courses. I went through everything, affirmations. And for six years, it really helped me, you know, really reach my full potential, um, take it step by step, you know, self-care, self-love. And when I reached it, I kind of became the best version of myself over the years, unraveled a lot of things of like my hidden talents over time. And then I realized like, if I was able to reach my full potential, I went from a person who had severe imposter syndrome to now a success story featured in several magazines and sharing my story. And I know that other people can do it because now at my age, like I'm now 29 and at this age of 20s to 30s, a lot of women are having the same problems that I'm having, especially also men as well. And I thought I could help them out because that gives me fulfillment. I was able to achieve a life that I feel fulfilled now. I have much more fulfillment. I'm much more happier and confident. And I have the courage to pursue my dreams. So I know that I could help the other people now through this coaching business to take their you know, game to the next level. That's awesome. Okay, so mm -hmm. so personal development, I, I love that. And what I'm hearing you say is that you found your voice, right? You feel really right. found your identity and who you are, which, um, how do you put a price on that? Like, that's amazing. So, so you, you were, um, you were a student of life, a student of growth and, and you found your voice. So, uh, fast forward now to the coaching business. T talk to me a little bit about who specifically you're looking to coach or what areas are you the expert in, in, in regards to coaching? Cause I know coaching is a big word for a lot of people. Right. It can mean a lot of different things. So, so for your purposes, Vina, like what is, what is your avatar, your ideal person that you're coaching? So my coaching, like I do life and, and career coaching. So that's both. But um, my ideal client, I think, would be someone who's just struggling, whether it's career, personal, professional, which is struggling to kind of achieve a goal in their life. So I'm focused more on success and mindset. So achieving, like, shifting that mindset and like overcoming their self-limiting belief or imposter syndrome and okay. at least taking it to the, like, the first goal, like achieving that first goal. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Getting some momentum built. All right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I appreciate that context. That gives me some idea of how we got here and, and I'm grateful that you're, you're on with us today. So, um, all, all that said, what specifically brings you here today? What, what challenge are you facing or what questions did you have that we can work on together? Yeah. So I have two questions. Um, I have clients right now and I built my website. So I've been kind of working on my personal brand for about like one year. But now that I'm kind of like struggling to attract it and build it through social media, especially my Instagram platform, like I try to show up consistently, but it's hard when you have like the struggles, like I'm not getting as much engagement as I should. 
So like boosting the engagement and how to really stand out from others. I think that's a struggle that I'm having because life coaches, there are so many of them. <laughs> uh, and, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and also, um, I kind of just wrote my book, which is my product and my book. I'm trying to make copies and get those copies sold. So I've had several people read them and said they were awesome, but actually like how to make, I want a strategy where like I can implement it. So that my target audience can like buy it, read the book and actually apply the concepts. Okay. So these two questions. Yeah. Well there, and there's, those are great questions. And there's, I think plenty for us to talk about there, right? Mm -hmm. Because to your point, yes, uh, we, we can get lost in a sea of the same, right? And so uh, coaches, uh, coaching, it's uh, it's a watered down industry, unfortunately. And, and it's uh, I'm, I'm on a similar path as you as wanting to, sounds like, to change that and get people to see clearly what the power that right. it can be because it's had an impact on me as it sounds like it has on you. So mm -hmm. um, let's tackle these just in, in, a, in a, you know, single focus at a time kind of a format. But I think we'll, we'll definitely dive into all of them. So let's start with the first one. So uh, you said uh, really the engagement piece. Mm -hmm. How do you measure engagement for, for your purposes? What does that mean to you? Like if um, engagement, I think if I, if I feel like they're actually connecting with my content and it feels like it resonates with them, it's not just about like, I'm not looking for just like likes or anything, but they actually resonate with it. I think that's engagement for me and they really okay. relate to it. Mm -hmm. So how would you measure that, Vina? How would you know when you are, when, they, when it is connecting with them, if that makes sense? How would you know? Like what metric are you looking at or how would you quantify that? Um, I think I look at like likes, comments, and then DMs and stuff. Like that's how I measure it. Okay. And so do you have a baseline for what the, the standard or your, your current um, high level of engagement would look like? like? How many messages or how many likes? Or do you have an idea of what that threshold is currently as far as where it stands today when you would consider it to be decent? Um, yeah. So I'm at least looking for a minimum like 50 likes or like maybe like five messages to at least say like, hey, this resonates with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So, um, so just go with me on this journey. I promise it'll all connect. So, so that helps me understand what you see at engagement as. So, uh, the next thing you talked about is, is standing out, right? Mm -hmm. So in a, a sea of the same, so there's, there's perception out there that all coaches are the same. Would you agree with that? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so all coaches are the same, all coaching's the same, Everyone's had their own experience, whether it be firsthand or second or third hand with coaching, that which allows them to come to some belief around coaching. So, so from your standpoint, how do you see it most effective knowing you, knowing your passion, your purpose, your mission? How do you see yourself standing out from that sea of same? Mm, I think my story is very unique and different from the others. Um, just because like, I, you know, like I talked about before coming from a, you know, a corporate world tech and then going into arts and now entrepreneurship. And I think that kind of makes me stand out because I've kind of worked on different areas of my life. Um, and also like, I think the journey of where I went and like the secrets up to success, like that grit and resilience, I think that makes me stand out from the other life coaches. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, great. Um, so your story is really your, your secret sauce. It's unique to you. It's your mm -hmm. DNA, right? So I, right. I agree with that. That's good. So, uh, what kind of content are you posting right now? 
So right now I'm just posting like just normal quotes and values. So whatever I take from my book, like I'm just posting just quotes, like small quotes from my book. And then just like little value, like maybe like five ways to love yourself like that. But I haven't really touched upon my story too much. Like just maybe like snippets here and there. Okay. So I just want to make sure I'm looking at my notes here. So your, your uniqueness, your, uh, your, uh, spotlight, if you will, that makes you stand out from the, the sea of the same as your story. But it sounds like you're not posting very much of your story in your social. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just starting small just to make sure like, I don't want to post my full story out there because then I, I, you know, I kind of want to just take it in a small steps first. Sure. Sure. You so, know, so, so how do how do you but think about some influencers that you don't have to say who they are, but just think about some influencers that you follow on social media that, that impact you that you engage with their content. All right. I want you to have a couple of these in mind. Um, mm -hmm. What is it that stands out? What do you see that common thread or the correlation between all of those? Like, why do you think you personally engage with that content versus others that maybe you don't? Um, I think mainly is their story because it's a little different. Um, when I, it's actually more inspiring. Um, I think the story makes a huge difference and I, that's why I'm trying to like implement that into mine. Um, and then the way they kind of express that value, you know, in, in terms of writing in their captions. Absolutely. So Vina, here's my thought. Uh, and I would love to hear your, your thinking on this. What I believe to be true is that uh, the life space, uh, life coaching space rather, is a crowded space, which we've talked about. Um, mm -hmm. And yet there's lots of good life coaching out there and there's even more bad uh, actors playing life coaches. And I believe you to be one of the good ones. And that being said, uh, when people decide to work with you for life coaching, they're buying you before they're buying the service. Would you agree with that? Yeah, mm -hmm. right, true. So a lot of times, and, and I coach a lot of coaches in this way, a lot of times coaches content that they're putting out there, it, while it may be fantastic content, mm -hmm. it's not them. It's not their personality. It's not their persona because you are the brand. They're buying you first, coaching second. You are the reason they're going to buy from you instead of buying from one of the other life coaches that they can find online. So uh, my, my first thing um, when we're talking about engagement is if we want to increase engagement, I believe it starts with being even more authentic in our content that we're posting. And okay. so what I mean by that is this, it doesn't have to be your entire story. But what it may be is video of you every couple of posts in your schedule and your, your which we're going to talk about, but it may be it's you talking directly to them. Because what I know to be true, and if you haven't read the, the Blue Ocean book, uh, I definitely recommend it. But in, in a sea of the same, we have to find these ways to stand out. And when it's you speaking to the, the people, the, your audience, you will automatically draw the people that are going to want to work with you to you and and it won't resonate with the ones who aren't supposed to or aren't meant to work with you and both both outcomes are, are great there uh, so i think it starts with you being at the forefront of your content i would suggest you need to really allow people to get to know who um who vena is and, and really vena's thoughts and it could be little short clips you know, we have a short attention span these days, which is no surprise, um, but little short clips of you giving your thoughts mean a lot more than a quote card on Instagram because everyone's kind of going down that path. Okay. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I would find, mm-hmm. I'm already talking to you and I want to hire you as a life coach. Like I, I like Vina, <laughs> and all the reason I know I like Vina is because I'm talking with you. I, I'm getting a sense of personality of how you think of who you are. Uh, and I don't get that through a quote card uh, or any kind of other kind of flat uh, media posting. Now it doesn't mean the other stuff is bad. I would just make sure to work in some of your persona into your content. I think you're going to naturally see your engagement go up because you're gonna naturally begin to connect with the right people who are gonna be drawn to who you are because they want what you can offer that no one else can. Okay, yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, the the second part of your question, Mm -hmm. you talked about consistency, which this is the bane of most people's existence, including my own, all right? So social media is a full-time job. I I don't know if you agree with that, but I see it as a full-time job that I don't have full-time to give. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, so what we work with, with our clients and and I would see anybody can do this. It's not proprietary by any means, Uh, but it's mapping out your content. We do ours a year at a time, but you could do it quarters at a time. One of the other, I think the challenges that we see online, and I'm sure you can think of people when I say this, don't say their names, but I'm sure <laughs> you could think of people uh, where they, they have all the best intentions and they, they go through spurts and they'll be very consistent for a couple of weeks and then it's a month before they post again. Exactly. Yeah, and I have it, the same problem. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's, I'm guessing for you too, it's not because you don't have a desire to, it's because either A, you've, you don't have the time to, or you've lost track of what the heck should I post And so this process or this journey we take our clients on is thinking through it a quarter at a time and come up with a theme for each quarter. So I don't know what your theme would be. I'm just going to use a a different client as an example to give you uh, firsthand experience as to what we're talking about. So for one client, uh, they're in the the motivational speaking. They're one of our speakers in our speakers bureau. So so for them, they they were really taking this thematically and one of their big things was on motivation, like mindset, positivity. And so they figured out that was going to be their theme for a specific quarter that we were planning. And then it made it so much simpler for them as they were planning their content ahead of time, which we always do because it either it either went through that lens and it was in alignment with that quarter's theme or it got put into a maybe later pile. Okay. And so yeah. it allowed them mm-hmm. focus to really start gathering the content that's thematic in line with that quarter. And all of a sudden now coming up with the content, curating, it's not nearly as difficult because you have a, a, a plan and a path. Does that okay. make yeah, sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I have the same problem. Like I'm all over the place. Like what do I post today? What do I post next week? But I, yeah, that makes much more sense now. Well, and okay. I think the other thing you're going to find, Vina, is when you choose those topics or themes appropriately, it's going to bring all of your messaging together. Another challenge with a lot of online influencers or online uh, entrepreneurs is it's hard to even grab a hold of what message they're sending because they're sending so many. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And it's not that they're intending to, and it's not that there, there's any, any in, you know, str- strategic benefit to that. They're just trying to throw as much stuff. It's the spaghetti strategy, right? You throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Right. Well, the problem is if I, as a consumer, am confused, I'm going to automatically stop paying attention and stop listening. Okay. Okay. So just know, prepare yourself and anyone who's listening, when you take this approach and you you really get clarity from your standpoint as an entrepreneur based on your North Star, your secret sauce, what, what you are placed in this earth to do, when you have clarity there, then you find a theme that supports where you're going and who you want to take along with you on this ride. Uh, keep in mind that the audience is going to be smaller. Mm-hmm. 
And yet what we've seen every single time is that engagement is significantly higher because you're connecting at a deeper level with this group of people. Okay, got it. So that was the reason from the beginning I asked, how do you measure your engagement? Because for a lot of people, like I have a lot of people that say, oh, well, if I don't get X number of likes on a post, then something's wrong. Well, maybe. And again, there's no right or wrong here. It depends on your strategy. But I would argue, based on what you're saying, I would rather have fewer likes with a lot of comments and messages showing a deeper connection to the content rather than thousands of superficial likes and no interaction with no the consumer. Interaction. Okay. Yeah, that is very true. So it just comes down to, from the beginning, defining for yourself what engagement means, how are you going to measure it so that we can see if what the content we're putting out is successful, because we just don't know, right? We don't know until we put it out there. But if we don't know what we're measuring so that we measure it consistently, then we could be passing on a completely perfect idea that would be exactly what our audience needs, but we have no way of knowing because we don't have a system to measure. Now, one other thing I would suggest, and uh, we do this for a, a lot of our stuff, is we use a, a content scheduler for our social media. So we come up with all of it ahead of time. We're doing it weeks or a month at a time. Mm -hmm. But then we're scheduling it so that we know that as life gets busy, as conversations with potential new clients happen and take me away from the day-to-day -day stuff, I know that that is consistently, that content's consistently going out there. And then anything I do on top of that for Instagram, like on stories or reels or Facebook lives is just supplementing what's already being put out there to the market. Okay, got it. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense for sure. So, yeah. so mm -hmm. fr from all of this so far, and we've we've covered <laughs> a lot of ground in a, in a fairly short amount of time. But what are what are you taking so far from this? What are you thinking? Uh, and what are we going to make sure we we put a plan in place for before we keep moving? Um, just exactly what you said. I think that's what I need to work on. Um, really looking at what my engagement means. Because I guess I was always focusing on the likes and everything, but really looking at are they actually showing up and the comments and everything and, and putting myself out there, my story, and not just like really focusing on that before and then scheduling ahead of time, which I really need to work on. I need to start. Okay. I love it. Um, mm -hmm. Can I offer one more suggestion? Yes. Question I have for you, uh, do you have, uh, and I'm assuming you do, but past clients or p current clients, people that you have or are, are currently working with um, that would give you a testimonial? Um, yes, they will. What I can tell you is that it's one of the most underutilized resources most entrepreneurs um, have access to and do nothing with. So you're saying like post a testimonial on your Instagram, like to show Absolutely. Right. Okay. So again, I'm not going to, it's not going to be all of this content planning is what percentage of your content do you want to be each thing? Now, testimonials is a very small percentage. The way I see it doesn't mean that's the only way, uh, but I want to provide more content than I feel like I'm advertising. However, when you go to buy something on Amazon or I do, or the world does, what's one of the first things we look at before we make a purchase decision when we have a sea of the same to choose from? The reviews. Bingo. Reviews and, and authentic, authentic feedback from people who have used the product means more today than it ever has in the past. And so having those consumers speak to, so it's content, 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 testimonial, content, 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 testimonial. All of a sudden now it's that social proof that's going to help or be one of those things that aids you in, in getting out of that sea of same and really having that beacon shown on you for the, the wonderful coach that you are and, and really helping people see clearly what makes you different 
uh, because people, again, they're going to buy you. They're not buying the service. They can get the service anyway, anywhere. We want to figure out how to, to put you on a pedestal so they can see you, uh, get to, to know you, feel like they understand you and your story, relate to that story, because then they're hiring you uh, to take them through a, a similar process they could get other places, but you are the ingredient that they can't get anywhere else. Okay. Got it. All right. What else, what else can we unpack, Vina? Um, yeah. So I want, my other question was like, I just, you know, created my book. So I published my book, which is part of a product of my business. Yep. And um, I'm actually I just started to go on podcasts and promote it. And I've had people read my books. So I have two, three reviews. But I'm having issues with actually, like, same thing, like, people resonating with the message. And people read it, but I don't know if they're actually applying the concepts and getting those sales from the book. Okay. So, uh, first part there. So, how do we know that they're actually applying? So, they're taking it for, for practical sakes versus just knowledge sake. So, we want to figure out how we can get that feedback. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. And then the second part is actually how to get sales of the book. Is that what you said? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's dive into the first one. So uh, how do we know? Because knowledge for knowledge sake, it makes no change, right? So what you're saying is I want to know that not only are they, they reading the book, they're gaining the knowledge, but I want to know that they're actually doing something with it. And yeah. I think that's, that's really wise of you. Uh, because again, this is, uh, this is where change actually happens. And you know that as a coach, uh, but this is where the transformation happens. And so uh, one way we've done that in the past, and there's lots of ways. Again, this is just one idea. Uh, but the co conceptually, I think it's very, very uh, on point to what we're talking about. We need to figure out how to have a consistent communication or dialogue with these people over time. Okay. Let me give you an example. Uh, we had a, a person that was a guest on the podcast, and you're going to figure this out uh, because I, I follow up with people when they, they're on the show, and I want to see, how are you doing? What have you done with what we've learned? And that process of follow-up and asking the questions is what makes all the difference in the world. Now, at this stage in the game, I don't know the numbers, but I'm, my guess is it's to the point where you could manage it. At some point, it's going to have to be a system because there's, there's one of you and lots of them, right? So to start, though, coming up with a system or for a feedback loop, a follow-up campaign to people that have purchased the book, maybe with some extra tidbits, a video from you unpacking one thing, pointing them to social media to get their thoughts on one. But a communication plan with people that purchase the book is going to be absolutely key because a lot of people that I've seen make the mistake of writing a book, and I'm not saying you, but make the mistake of writing a book thinking that's just going to be the launching pattern. It's going to be the end all. Right. And what we quickly find is a, a book is a great resource. It's a great tool. It's a great thing you can you can have in your tool bag, if you will, to offer clients and to help assist them in their, their journey. And it still requires more. It's, it's one of many tools that moves people forward. So we, we as a business, Vina as a business, needs to have a communication plan because you're using the book, if it's done at a high level, to build community. Okay. I have a question. Like, what if these people who reviewed it, you don't really know who they are. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a great question because they're as it gains traction, majority of the people are going to be people that you don't know. 
Right. Right. And mm-hmm. so uh, again, the the process here, the way I would look at this is is your your job as the entrepreneur here in scaling this business in order to have maximum impact on as many people as you can. Your job is to put as many nets out there as possible to draw as many people into your top of funnel and into your world as possible. Would you agree with that? Yes. Mm-hmm. What we know is, especially today with COVID and all the stuff going on, people crave community, authentic community. And so if I'm you, I would absolutely see the book as one pathway to bring people into my community. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. see social as another path into that same community. Now, again, we've talked about it on previous episodes with other folks. We, you can do Facebook groups. You can do uh, not off of Facebook and branded apps. There's lots of ways to do it. But I would absolutely suggest that you find a way to create a community somewhere of people that resonate with your book, with your services, with your social, because not only are you gathering these folks into one place, you're gathering them so that you can continue to pour into them, provide value to them, answer questions for them. But now you're building a network of like-minded individuals who are on the same journey. Okay. And as an entrepreneur, you can't put a price tag on having a group like that. Okay. Got it. That makes sense. Okay. Because now when they're in community and you're, it's, it's, it's Gary V's approach, right? Jab, jab, right hook. Like I'm giving, giving, giving. I'm going to give so much before I even ask to where it doesn't feel salesy. It doesn't feel weird. It's a natural thing because Vina's done so much for me. Of course, I'll help her out and go give her a review on her book. Of course, I'll, I'll help her out and respond back to a message and, and let her know what I'm doing with what I'm learning. Of course, I'm not going to be offended when she sends out something to the group offering that she's got a couple spots open for one-on-one coaching and who might be interested in the group. Okay. But it all starts with having that community, a place where all people from all of your different potential paths into your world converge and where these people can live. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm still struggling to get. Okay. Yeah. I need to get that. Your value as an entrepreneurial business, not you as a person, but your entrepreneurial business, the value in that is your database. It is that community. Okay. Because my guess is, Vina, you're probably not just going to write one book. (laughs) My guess is you've got to have some ideas for a couple of other books. Is that a fair guess? Yeah. Right? So we need an audience to get behind future book launches. We need an audience to get behind future coaching offerings I would imagine at some point you're probably going to do events or masterminds or something where you can get these people together. We need an audience to launch that too. Your your value of your business is going to be in large part, especially in today's day and age, determined by the community that you have and the engagement level that you have inside of it. Okay. And so getting it established now, you are in a wonderful position. You've got a lot of stuff going for you that most people don't. So timing is great. It's never too late. Uh, However, it's something I absolutely... Uh, can't speak enough to the, the importance of getting some kind of a community set up to where you are the, the person who gathered them together. You are the person providing value. You are the person seen as the expert in that space. Because what we know is then they will invite other people who need the same thing. So like, you know, like I'm on Facebook groups and there are so many, yeah. um, like say like I've seen like so many entrepreneur, like woman entrepreneur, but how do you like, I know you talked about it on IG, but is it similar process where how do you stand out? Like, I know it's your story that you have to post, but in those Facebook groups, like, do I just like share my story again, just like I do with IG? Like, how would this work? Absolutely. So the, the what is the same across all social platforms. The how is what changes. 
Mm-hmm. And what I can tell you is uh, Brendan Bouchard taught me this a long time ago. So this is his concept, not mine. And, I, and again, I know it's probably there's nothing new under the sun. So who knows where it originated from? However, what he talks about is is doing uh, many with one thing. And so he records a video and then he takes that video and has it transcribed through Rev.com or one of the millions of places that will transcribe uh, audio. Now he takes that audio and now he has a blog content or a blog article three quarters of the way already written for him. Okay. Now we can take the long form video and post to a YouTube channel to reach people who are searching for that content. He can also then take snippets of that long form video content. And now he's got perfect content for Instagram reels, Instagram stories, Facebook stories. Mm -hmm. He's taking one piece of content, one amount of time and finding ways to break it up and use it in multiple different fashions. And so the, the, what is the same, it's the same content. The, the how is what changes and dictates how he uses that the pieces of that content, depending upon the audience that he's taking it to and the format in which he's taking it to them on. Okay. Okay. Got it. So that's a, that's a lot. We covered a lot of ground, and I, I really appreciate that. Uh, I always end these the same way. I, I want to, to know what are you committed to? We've talked about a lot of stuff you could do. What do you see the, the two to three things that you're absolutely committed to, uh, to doing and implementing so that we know when we're following up with you to see how things are going, where we should be? Yeah, so for IG, you know, showing up consistently, you know, building my personal brand through showing up actually putting videos on and sharing my story because that's me that makes a difference and makes me stand out. So that's what I'm going to do for IG and then figuring out a way to, you know, improve that engagement and find the definition of that and keep measuring it. And then for, um, you know, like you said, to get my book, like the message across is finding community first and going from there. Absolutely. Vina, you are positioned really well and I'm excited to see what you you continue to do in your your journey and your growth. And I mm-hmm. uh, appreciate having you on today. I hope it was helpful. And uh, sure. want to see, uh, we'll check in with you. We'll see how things are going down the road. But I know it's going to be nothing but amazing things for you. So thanks for being on with us. Thank you so much for the coaching. Really appreciate it. Wow, that was awesome. So Vina's plight of understanding or learning how to stay consistent, how to stand out, how to drive more engagement is something that I'm sure everyone listening to this either has or is currently struggling with. And in the sea of the same, we have to find ways to make ourselves appear different, to show what it is that makes us unique so that we can really drill down and target and connect with the audience that is looking for exactly what it is we offer and the strengths that we bring to them. One of the biggest traps for entrepreneurs is trying to be everything to everyone. And what we know to be true is there is plenty of opportunity out there. We don't need everyone. We need the people who need what we have to offer, what we're better offering than anyone else. So it starts with understanding what makes you unique. What do you offer or do better than any of your competitors? And then doubling down there, speaking and taking that message out to the masses to find the people that need what it is you bring to the market. The value that you provide them that are looking for that desperately, they'll be attracted to your message when you are clear on what that message is. Now, the second part there, a second lesson from this, understand what engagement means to you on social media. Don't fall into the trap of comparing how many likes you get with how many likes someone else gets. 
I know a lot of businesses and influencers who get a ton of engagement in terms of likes on social media. And unfortunately, that engagement doesn't turn in necessarily in their cases to bottom line profit or contracts or clients. Have a clear definition for you and your business. What kind of engagement you're looking for? What levels of engagement would be considered a success? And it's only when you have clarity there that you can accurately and properly measure against the results. Measure what you're doing to see is it effective or not. And through that process, you'll discover what content resonates at the deepest level with your target audience out of everything else that you're doing. And then lastly, the consistency piece. In my mind, this is a place where a system is perfect because you can't be everywhere all the time. So find a tool, find that, that leverage piece of technology that allows you to stay consistent in your messaging and in your posting out to your audience so that you can carry all of the different calls, conversations, and messages, carry the time required there without sacrificing your messaging to your audience. Well, that's it for today's episode of The Success Line. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in here next week to hear another conversation, another coaching consultation with an entrepreneur just like you. If you're interested in receiving free coaching on a future episode, go to success.com slash success line guest. This has been a success podcast. Head over to success.com slash podcasts to hear more just like it.